0: welcome back to your hell yes life the podcast for women who are craving more more meaning more freedom more fulfillment i'm your host zaya b and today we have a special treat for you i brought back past guest kim gross to help us do a deep dive into the concept of radical responsibility and trust me you won't want to miss out on the insights that she shares sometimes life can throw us curveballs We find ourselves in situations that feel out of our control, and it's easy to slip into victimhood, blaming others and external circumstances for our misfortunes. But what if there was another way? What if we could reclaim our power and transform our lives no matter what challenges we face? This is a topic that fascinates me, and I will admit has tripped me up in the past. So I wanted to have Kim help all of us shift the way we approach our lives and the world. Today, Kim is gonna guide us through this powerful transformation. Kim is a trailblazer when it comes to unmasking patterns, particularly people-pleasing and perfectionism. She has a wealth of wisdom and experience. This is a short but powerful talk, and I am so excited to share it with you. Hey, hey, it's Zaya B, and I am here with Kim Gross, and she is generously giving some extra time. Kim helps people unmask their patterns. Two of the ones that she talks about primarily is people-pleasing and perfectionism. But a pattern is a pattern, whether it's overthinking, or rescuing. There's all kinds of different behavior patterns that we run. And in our discussion, she talked about radical responsibility. And it's actually a topic that has been on my mind. If somebody does something to me, truly, let's say somebody breaks into my car, what does it mean to take radical responsibility? So take it away,
1: Kim. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you again. It was so much fun recording the podcast. And I'm always. Happy and grateful to talk about this stuff. I could talk morning, noon, and night about <laughs> this girl stuff. Radical responsibility was a hard one for me to grasp at first because I did spend so much time in victimhood, being a victim. You know, why does this always have to happen to me? Why is she doing this? Or God, why is you know this happening? My mom did this to me. It's because my upbring- upbringing. Upbringing because of this is because of that always pointing a finger out always ping, pointing a finger out and they say when you point one finger out you have to be able to point two fingers back or something along those lines and i have been in recovery rooms for a long time and one of the things that they teach in 12 step rooms is and they teach it, you know, other places as well. But you cannot control people, places, and things. You can only control yourself. So when I teach and I talk about taking radical responsibility, and say, for example, that situation that you just mentioned, someone breaks into your car. One might think the normal response or reaction to that is, oh my God, what a jerk. Who did this? How could this have happened? And just wanting to go into this poor me place of victimhood. And what I teach with radical responsibility is, first of all, yes, to accept the as is. It does suck that someone broke into your car, or it can really be crappy if it rains on your wedding day and you plan to have your wedding outside with no tents. Like that does suck. I'm not going to take that away. And I even shared the example of if a woman gets raped or a a person is sexually abused or in a horrible relationship, all of those things are awful experiences to have to go through i'm not taking away from anyone's pain but what i'm talking about when i talk about taking radical responsibility is to take ownership or responsibility for your part and what that can mean is okay what do you do moving forward what how can you respond to the situation Do you continue to stay in that mindset of poor me and my life sucks or my life is over? Or do you bury your head in the sand? Do you bury your head in a bottle? You know, do you do all of those things? Or do you say, okay, this happened and it's a really crappy thing that just happened to me and it's painful. And I'm going to use this as a lesson for how I can grow. I'm going to take the pain from whatever just happened to me and I'm going to transform it. So I always talk about, I always use the terminology of going from prison to paradise. So my prison or you and I talked about it on the podcast, my mess became my message. So it's the same thing. And it's taking those situations. And let's say if it's an abusive relationship. Let's take that as an example. Whether it's a sibling, adult sibling, a mom, a, you know, a parent or a spouse or a partner in terms of taking radical responsibility and I can speak from experience that I had to do a lot of inner work in healing to get to a place where I believed and felt that I was worthy enough to be able to set a boundary and say, no, no, I'm not going to do this. No, not anymore. I had to do enough inner work and inner healing to be able to learn how to communicate in a healthier way rather than going in this dance, this codependent dance of when someone says something, said something to me that was hurtful, mean, gaslighting, disrespectful, abusive, whatever the words were that a person used rather than becoming reactive and defensive, which I'm not going to lie, still sometimes happens, but at least I can then pause. I can go inward. I can heal and I can come back around to the conversation. But I never used to even be able to come back around. I would just stay stuck in that victimhood of this is happening to me. I would react, sometimes fight back, sometimes withdraw, sometimes wall off, like complete, like done, screw you. You're out of my life. Done. (laughs) You're out. As opposed to learning how to now have conscious communication, which I describe as being able to talk to someone from an inarguable place or truth. So if I'm speaking inarguably, let's say you and I have been friends a really, really long time and you said something or did something that triggered me and hurt my feelings and I was upset. So the first thing I would have to do is recognize and be aware that there's a pattern coming up for me and I can't control what you said or did. You did it. It is what it is. You said something, you hurt my feelings. The next step is ownership that I take part now. I take ownership for my part. How do I want to move forward? Well, first of all, there's something in me that got triggered. So I need to go in. I need to investigate that. I need to deconstruct it. And figure out what is going on for me. Do my healing work, feel my feelings, nurture my inner child, reparent myself. And then I can come back and I can say, for example, I can say, Zaya, this was my experience. This is when you said such and such, or when this happened, this is how I felt. I felt really anxious, or I felt scared, or I felt. Really sad like I was when I was a little girl. I can even speak to you about how it triggered an inner child pattern. Whatever my experience is, I can share that with you. And when I share it from that place, and I'm not pointing my finger at you, I'm not blaming you, I'm not in reactive mode, you almost can't help but to just soften and and just wonder and be curious and say, Kim, let me hear more about that. Or, I'm sorry, that was your experience. Now, that makes for a much better communication and relationship than if you said something to me or you did something, you didn't respond to my text, you didn't answer my email, and I'm feeling hurt and I'm feeling unloved and I'm feeling like I did when I was a little kid. And now I somehow passively, aggressively do something to get back at you or whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because absolutely. that that leaves us with very unfulfilling relationships if we do it in that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas if we're connecting through how we really feel and we're having conscious conversation and we're setting boundaries and we're taking we're each taking part for our stuff, now we can connect in a much deeper and more meaningful way. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I, I so appreciate that the, and the way you're saying it because it, yeah, it, it, it also, I think would probably feel better, not just in the relationship, but how you're walking through the world. Because if you're walking through the world with the world happening to you and you are a victim to whatever happens, and there's a lot going on in this world that we could be a victim to, whether it's climate or wars and shootings. I mean, there's just so much craziness happening right now are we a victim of all of that? Or to your point, do we actually walk through the world from an empowered place knowing that, yeah, things are going to happen. Every day is not always unicorns and rainbows. So on those other days when things are not going well, when there is a challenge in a relationship or whatever it is, then how are we showing up?
1: A hundred percent. And if you think about it, when we we allow ourselves to be in a victimhood place, what goes hand in hand with that is feeling powerless and helpless, just like we felt when we were little kids. And I know I, for one, do not want to continue to walk through this lifetime feeling powerless because when I feel powerless, I go back to old patterns Or behaviors from when I was a little girl. And a lot of those behaviors and patterns, and I'll just name one, which is what you just, we were saying earlier, is walling off. That was my go-to. A lot. If I, the way to protect my heart was to just wall off. And so I would just either gradually let go of a relationship or sometimes just cut it off right there, just sever it. Because I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the skills to know how to communicate in a radical way. And I didn't want to keep continue to be hurt and feel powerless with that person. So done. Just you're you're done. That was just my way. But also numbing is another when we feel when I felt powerless and I felt like a victim. And that pain was so overwhelming, I would just go to numbing and it was food usually. Cause when I was little, that's what I could get my hands on was food. And then as I became more of an adult, it was alcohol, too much uh, TV watching or whatever type of behavior, being busy, being busy was another one. Just keep very busy. Then I didn't have to face or confront the pain that I had from feeling so powerless and helpless and feeling like a victim. So this is a whole different way of living. Living in empowered life gives me freedom, more joy, more abundance, more sovereignty, like more freaking sovereignty that I'm an agent of my own life. When we're powerless, like little kids are powerless and helpless, they're not sovereign they don't have agency over their own lives because they're children. And a majority of us are walking this earth still as little children, Mm -hmm. even though we are living adult lives in adult bodies. We still feel that same sense of powerlessness. And I say, done with it. Done with it. (laughs) And a
0: hell yes to that. And yeah, yeah. I appreciate you actually connecting the point. I haven't really ever heard anyone say the powerlessness as a child. And it made me realize, yeah, when you're feeling powerless as a child, you create whatever pattern you can to feel better because that's all you can do at that point. And I really appreciate that connection point. And I love what you're saying that, yeah, you know, yes, there's a lot of work to get to that other side, all of that deep inner healing work. We just heard what's on the other side waiting, that big old fat pot of gold, joy, yeah. abundance, feeling a sense of power. I mean, it's worth worth crawling through the mud, I think, for that one.
1: The only way to get there is to go through. Yeah, the only way out is through, for sure. The only way out is through. Thank you so
0: much for your ah. extra time. This was such a gift. Very generous of you. I know, yet again, I have learned something, and I'm sure that people listening will as well. Well, thank you for having me again. I'm, a, I'm. A. So there you have it. Massive wisdom in a tiny timeframe. I hope you got as much out of this talk as I did. Before you sign off, I want to ask you to please share this show. Now more than ever, the world needs all women to live from their power aligned with their hell yes. Living a hell yes life is not a cute idea. It is a rally cry for women to shine their light, bring their brilliance and lead the way let's do this. Until next time, stay brave and true to your hell yes.